You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, you're welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. It's so great to be together. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we are still continuing on our series, A Call to Making Disciples. But today we have, we, we're going to have a special word from our evangelist uh, in the church, um, Ruzani Mulauti. He's going to bring a word that I believe is significant um, in helping you, even as a disciple and as a follower of Christ, how you can encounter God and express Jesus, express Christ from the place of encounter. Because when you encounter him, you can never be the same. It's like when Peter and Andrew encountered him, they were never the same. Uh, when John and James encountered him, they were not the same. When Paul of Tarsus encountered him, he was not the same. And we can see how it has impacted on their lives and ministry. And it's happening today. Uh, when I encountered him, it, it has changed my life. And this is your opportunity. So I want you to open up and uh, receive the ministry of uh, Ruzani Molaudzi, uh, evangelist from every nation, Midran. God bless you and open your spirit. And I believe that this message is going to impact your life. God bless you. Hi. Welcome to our service. We're so excited to have you join us and worship with us today. But before we get into the word, we just want to take two minutes to honor our pastor. I know that you might be a visitor here and you might find this a little bit strange, but please just allow us these two minutes to do this. You know, here in South Africa, for the past hundred days, we've been in lockdown. This has meant that most of us have stayed home and have only left our houses to go shopping. But over this hundred days, Pastor Eric has delivered the word to us for almost 100 days. That's absolutely incredible. This means that he has ensured that for all our households, the word became common. He's ensured that prayer became common. He's ensured that God is common, that we were not in this 100 days just locked in and alone, but we're actually locked in with the Lord. It means that we've had incredible experiences with him. So we just want to take this time to say thank you. I personally am very grateful. You have helped us to continually be prayerful even during this difficult time. And we thank you and we honor you. We really love you. We really appreciate you as our pastor and we appreciate your leadership over our lives. So even if we don't say it often, in fact, we don't say it much, and we, 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 we are not as grateful as we should be, know that we do appreciate it. And the work that you have done over the last 100, day, 100 days, I don't know. I don't know what, how, what kind of fruit is going to come out, but I know that it's massive because you have ensured that the word of God becomes common, becomes normal in every household. So we just honor you. Let's just pray for him for two minutes and then we can get started with our message. Father, we just want to pray for Pastor Eric. We just want to thank you for using him in our lives. We just want to thank you that he has brought the word to us consistently, a good word, undiluted word, a word that is from you, O oh God, that 
He continuously brings new things from his storehouse. So we pray, Lord, that you would increase him, that you would give him more. But we pray as well, Father, that you would continually just encourage him. When we forget to say thank you, when we forget to encourage him, may you, Holy Spirit, continually remind him that what he has done and what he is doing in our lives indeed has internal impact. We are experiencing the blessing and the joy because of that work. So we appreciate him. We thank him for the gift that he is, and we just lift him up and his family, and we ask you for, his for your blessing. We ask you for protection. We ask you for your presence. We ask you, Father, that you would overwhelm him and his family with good things. Overwhelm him and his family with good things. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are so good and glorious. We love you, Father, and we lift you on high. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. So, yeah, so... We're really grateful, Pastor Eric. Thank you. So we're going to get into the word, um, you know. And I think over the last 100 days, as we said, you know, it's really been lockdown. And it's been a time where we've caught up with people that we haven't spoken to in a long time. Old friends, old colleagues, distant relatives. We've really, it's really been a time of catching up. Over the past week, I was catching up with somebody that I hadn't spoken to in a very long time. You know, as is normal, he would share what's been going on with his life. I would actually do the same as well. And I realized that as I was sharing, it was impossible for me to talk about my life and not talk about Jesus. It's impossible for me to tell him what's been going on and not talk about the Lord. Because the Lord is absolutely a part of everything that I do. He is my life. He is my everything. There isn't a single part of my life that I can tell you about and not bring him up. You know, it was an interesting conversation because this person I was catching up with is not a Christian. But that, their non-Christianness was not an inhibitor for me telling them about the Lord, for me telling them about what Jesus has been up to in my life. Because there is no way I can tell a story about me and not mention him. If you ask me how I met my wife, you're going to hear the story of how I met that beautiful lady. But you're also going to hear about the story of Jesus. If you ask me how I started my business, you're going to hear that story, but you're going to hear about Jesus. If you ask me about my career, you're going to get that story for sure, but you're going to get the story of Jesus as well. It is literally impossible for me to mention any part of my life and not talk about him. I have truly seen his hand. I have truly seen his grace. I've seen his favor. I have seen him move multiple times in my life. And therefore, I can't tell you anything about me without talking uh, about him. And saints, this is not just my experience alone. It's the experience of many saints. We can't talk about us without talking about him. The disciples of Jesus, Peter and John, had a similar experience in the book of John, uh, in the book of Acts chapter 4. So we're going to read it in verse 20. What had happened before this is that they had actually healed the man. And because of that particular healing, much persecution came to them. They ended up being arrested and commanded by the religious, leader to no, religious leaders to no longer teach in the name of Jesus, to stop this thing. But they replied to him in verse 20 and said, As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Isn't that amazing? This says we can't help it. Even if we wanted to be compliant with what you are saying, we can't help it because of what we have seen and because of what we have heard. In other versions, it says we are not able to stop. We can't stop. 
So you are asking us to do something that's actually impossible. And there's another version that says it's impossible for us not to speak about what we have seen and what we have heard. Isn't that amazing? Can we reflect back on our lives, saints, and look back and say, what have we seen? What have we heard? Have we not seen his hand? Have we not seen his favor, his grace, his love, his mercy? Have we not seen him come through in our lives? So how is it possible that we can actually stop? We can't stop. We can't help it ourselves but talk about him. You know, this is the natural consequence of having experienced him, of having actually encountered him. And the disciples encountered him and they said, it is impossible for us not to talk about what we have seen and what we have heard. It is impossible. Think about that. It is impossible. You know, some of us have had some painful experiences in our lives. Experiences that have brought us great pain. And we can't help but express those experiences in one form or another. You know, we, we talk about them and maybe we'll say, you, you just don't get it. You don't know what this person did to me. Because this was a painful experience in our lives. And some of us have had incredibly joyful experiences where it's, it's, it's really experiences that have filled our hearts with so much joy that we can't help but express it. We can't help but talk about them. But saints, can I tell you this? The cross of Jesus is the greatest experience that we, we have ever had in our entire lives. It changed everything about us. It changed our names. It changed our identity. It changed our destination. It changed our purpose. It changed absolutely everything. It is greater than any pain. It is greater than any joy. It is the greatest thing that has ever happened to us. It is the greatest thing that will ever happen to us. That's that experience on the cross of Calvary. So if it is possible that we can have joyous experience that we can't help but talk about, how would it be possible that we can have an experience as such as encountering the Lord on that cross of Calvary and not talk about it? It's impossible. Think about this. Just think about it for a second. On that cross of Calvary, we encountered God. We encountered the creator of heaven and earth. For me, it blows my mind. It really blows my mind. I don't think I can fully comprehend what this means. But I encountered God, the person who made heaven, who made earth, who made the entire universe, who spoke existence into being. I encountered him. That's amazing. I encountered him on that cross and he reached out his hand and said, you don't have to remain in your sins. You can become a son. I forgive you. That's what happened to us on that cross of Calvary. How can we keep quiet about an experience like that? It's not possible. It's too great. It's too phenomenal. It's too mind-boggling. It's too life-altering for us to keep quiet about that experience that we have heard. I think like most of us would have heroes, people that we admire here on earth, Perhaps it's a famous business billionaire such as Jeff Bezos. Perhaps it's a football star such as Mercy. We really admire this, this people and we hope one day that we could actually meet them. And sometimes we might even think to ourselves, if only I can become half the man that this person is, then perhaps I have made it. That's how much we admire them. And you know, saints, if we meet this person, do you know what we'll do? 
we would look for opportunities to actually talk about that experience. People could be talking about completely unrelated topics. People could be talking about, uh, uh, you know, Venda, for example, and how in Venda there, there is this kind of river that's interesting. And somehow you would figure out a way to bring up Messi. What does Messi have to do with Venda? But you would sneak it in somehow. Why? Because that encounter with him demands to actually be expressed. It demands to be mentioned, saints. And you would look for opportunity. Whether it's convenient, not convenient, whether the timing is good, not good, you would look for opportunities to sneak in that experience. We have had a greater experience with Jesus Christ. You see, encounter is a, has a natural outflow of evangelism. When you encounter Mercy, you want to talk about him. When you encounter Bezos, you want to talk about him. Gates, you want to talk about him. Jesus is so much greater than all of them. All of them put together are not even a, minutely, you know, as great as Jesus is. He is so much greater. And on that cross of Calvary, we encountered him. And daily through his Holy Spirit, we get to continue to encounter him. So saying, how is it possible that we could keep quiet about an encounter with somebody like that? It's not possible. It's really, really not possible. Like what John and Peter said, it is impossible for us to keep quiet about this encounter we've had with Jesus Christ. You know, if right now you're having some financial troubles and you decided to call on the name of Bill Gates and you said in the name of Bill Gates' bank account, be full nothing would happen. Your financial troubles would remain. Your bank balance would not change. Your situation would not be altered in any fashion or form. In fact, Bill Gates would not even hear you. He would not be listening. He is not attentive to what you are actually saying. You would just really be saying this great name, but nothing actually flows from it. But there's a greater name, and that name is the name of Jesus. And when you call that name, the things that are in Jesus are able to flow from him to you. When you are feeling unwell in your body and you call on the name of Jesus, there is healing that can flow from him to you. When you are feeling down and you need joy, you can call on that name and there's joy that flows from him to you. When you need grace, grace can flow from him to you. When you need mercy, it can flow from him to you. That's how powerful the name of Jesus is. When you call it, things change. Your circumstance does not remain the same. When you call the name of Jesus, he pays attention. He is attentive. His eyes are on his righteous people. That's the reality of who we're talking about. He has a name greater than any other name in all of existence. This is the greatest name. It is a name, you know, full of power that we call to and things change. Things shake. That's the name of Jesus. On that name alone and on that basis of just the name of Jesus and what it is able to do and what it is, do you know that we could actually worship him forever? Just talking about his name, we could worship him forever and not be tired of worshiping it. That's how great his name is. And saints, that's the God that we get to encounter. He is a great and a powerful, powerful God. And that's the God that we get to call our Father every single day. You know, friends, our Lord is powerful. He is incredibly powerful. He is more powerful than anything else in all of existence, saints. Let, let's look at his voice. You know, we've spoken a bit about his name. Let's look at his voice. Let's go to Psalm 29. And we're going to focus just on his voice. When you look at it in verse 3, it says, It's a voice that breaks cedars into pieces. 
think about that. The, 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 a tree with deep roots, a tree which is tall, can be broken by this voice. That's how powerful the voice of the Lord is. It's a voice that strikes, strikes with flashes of lightning, uh, with flashes of lightning. Or if you look at it, the KG, KJV version, it says it's the, a voice that divides the flames of fire. Like, think about that. There could be a fire, the flames of fire burning all over, and the voice of the Lord is able to divide them. In the same way that the Red Sea was parted, the voice of the Lord can part flames of fire. What manner of voice is this? It's a voice that shakes deserts. Wow. It's a voice that shakes the wilderness. Wow. This voice can be measured with a Richter scale when it hits the desert. That's how amazing the voice is. It has the same effect as a desert being struck by an earthquake because there is a shaking that actually takes place. That's an amazing, amazing voice. Listen to this. The, the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. Isn't that amazing? Like the deer gives birth because of this voice. It strips the forest bare. That's an amazing, amazing voice. And that's the voice of our Lord. You know, he's a God of glory. He's an incredible, incredible and mighty God. He's a powerful God. And on the basis of his voice alone, we could actually worship him forever. We could actually surrender and keep saying, Lord, your voice is amazing. If we just heard his voice, even once with this kind of uh, power, you know, he tunes it to us uh, so that we're not too overwhelmed by this. But if we heard it in this natural state, state, I don't know what would happen to us. The Lord is truly amazing. You know, John actually saw his form in Revelations chapter 1 from verse 12 to 17. Listen to what it says. He says he was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his, his, his chest. He says his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were like flames of fire. Think about those eyes. That's amazing, right? We, we have people here on earth where we look at their eyes and we say, wow, this person has piercing blue eyes. We, this person has beautiful eyes. You know, eyes have this attributes where we even say, this eyes were so peculiar that it felt like you could see my soul. That's how beautiful some of the eyes we see here. But my friends, none of those eyes compare to these eyes that are like flames of fire. That is the most magnificent eyes you will ever see or hear about in all your existence. Those are amazing eyes. Look at his feet. His feet were like polished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty waters. You know, for us, our feet are so basic. In order to beautify them, we have to wear sneakers. You know, we will wear our Yeezys, our Nikes, we wear our Gucci's just to beautify our feet. But you know, with all that adorning that we do from these labels, it will never be as beautiful as the natural state of the feet of Jesus. His natural state, his feet in its natural state are like polished bronze. Imagine what kind of feet is this? You could actually just look at his feet and worship forever. That's how amazing he is. And he says, He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword, uh, two sword came from his mouth. And his face was like the, the sun in all its brilliance. How do you even look at that? Do you look at that face or do you look away? That is an overwhelming face to see. That is an overwhelming form to see. No wonder when John saw it, he says, When I saw him, I fell as dead as his feet. You know, I would have probably done the same thing. I would have just passed out. 
and say, wow, this is too amazing to behold. This is too amazing to see. I'm just going to pass out. I'm just going to be as dead, you know, because of what I'm actually seeing. But have you thought that this is the God that we get to encounter daily through the Holy Spirit? That this is the God we encountered at that cross of Calvary? Do you know on the basis of his name, on the basis of his voice, on the basis of his form, we could actually worship him for the rest of eternity and not ever exhaust worship. That's how powerful he is. You know, this is why I'm saying we can't encounter a God like this and actually remain the same we can't encounter a god like this and not express it in the form of actually talking about him you know encounter has a natural outflow of evangelism there is no possible way you would meet somebody like this and not talk about it we have to start realizing who it is we are talking about when we say jesus we have to realize who he is when we are talking about when we're talking about our father he is truly a magnificent god a more magnificent one than all all other things in all of existence that's an amazing god you know think about his blood you know on that cross of calvary we experience his blood and it washes us clean you know every other blood in all of existence in this earth when it touches us we become dirty the blood of animals makes us dirty. The blood of humans makes us dirty. The blood of a fruit makes us dirty. It doesn't matter what it is. Every other blood makes dirty. But the blood of Jesus makes new. The blood of Jesus speaks new things into our lives. It speaks better things. That's a peculiar blood. There's no blood like this. All other blood makes dirty, but the blood of Jesus makes clean. Because of that blood, we've been cleansed from all our sins. We came to him dirty, we encountered blood and we were clean. Imagine, just on that basis, I mean, I can't, how can we keep quiet about encountering such blood? Blood that doesn't make dirty but makes clean. We can't. This encounter demands to be expressed. We can't keep quiet about this kind of God. We can't keep quiet about the encounter that we've had with him. It's impossible. You know, and even if we were and we say, well, you know, uh, I, I can't, perhaps I have these limitations. We are given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power. He gives us power to be witnesses. That's what he does. So not only do we encounter the Holy Spirit, he also gives us power to be witnesses. Because you have the power to be witnesses. Why are you not being a witness? You've encountered him. You have to complete that expression. You have to complete it in order to fully enjoy him, saints. That's the reality. And maybe some of us will say, well, you know what? I've tried. I've tried expressing. I've tried talking about him. And I've had some difficult you know, challenges. And it just wasn't that easy. Listen to what Jeremiah said after he had been having some difficult challenges and he thought, I just want to stop. He, says, he, said, he, he said to himself, I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name. Um, you know, because of the persecution, he decided this. He said, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Jeremiah said, because of the encounter I have had with the Lord, even if I didn't want to speak about him anymore, his word is like a fire in me. 
It's like a fire. It demands to be expressed. It demands to actually come out. It demands to go out. And it's exactly the same with our saints. When we encounter him, when we, when we encounter this word, when this word actually takes root in us, it is impossible for us not to speak about him. And an expression, you know, our encounter, if we encounter him and we don't express it, it is an incomplete expression. It's not finished. And maybe that's why we don't feel the joy that we should. Maybe that's why we, don't, we, we, we are not experiencing some of the things that we actually should. Because we are limiting the expression. You know, friends, it has to be our daily desire. Daily we have to desire him. Daily we have to desire encounter with him. Daily when we read the word, daily when we pray, we have to encounter him. You know, when you have a regular pattern of praying to him and of reading the word, it's impossible for you not to encounter him because those two things are the seeds to encounter. When you listen to messages, it's impossible because those are seeds to actually encounter him. Don't read the Bible to keep up with the Bible reading plan. Don't read the Bible because there's a thing that's coming up and you might need to know a few scriptures. Read the Bible to see him. Read the Bible because you want encounter. Don't read uh, or, uh, you know, just because it's a religious thing. Read because you want experience. You know, don't pray to maintain a religious standard just to say you can tick off that I prayed. Pray because you are talking to your loving father and you want to meet him and you want to encounter him. You know, our attitude have to change about these things. We have to invite him into these experiences. When we go to the word, we have to invite him and say, Lord, I'm going to read your word, but I want to see you. You know, when we pray, we say, Lord, I want to I want to hear you. You know, as I'm talking to you, I know that you hear me. Uh, Lord, I want to hear you talk back to me. It's a conversation with you. You know, we want to actually be in communion, in fellowship with him when we have this kind of uh, uh, activities in our lives. It's so important. So daily, friends, I would challenge you to say daily, wake up and say, Lord, I know that you love me. Show me you today. You know, show me you today and use me in the lives of others. Show me you. It's impossible if you are praying that kind of prayer every day that the Lord will not use you. It's impossible that you pray that kind of prayer every day and that the Lord will not show up. And you, friends, if the Lord shows up, it's impossible for you not to express him. It's not possible, you know. And then encounter as a natural outflow of evangelism. A natural, natural outflow. You know, saints, reading the word is amazing, I have to say. Because when you read the word, I haven't read other books that do this, but when you read the word, it actually talks to you. Huh? It talks to you, it instructs you that when it fills your mind, when it fills your heart, you could even be sleeping and the word continues to instruct you. It continues instructing you and instructing you and instructing you. His word is indeed like a fire and when this word fills us and we actually talk about him, we talk about this word, we are set ablaze. We can't be stopped from talking about him. We can't be stopped from changing the world because we are full of him. Imagine being full of, of, of the creator, being full of that kind of power and, sorry, and limiting it just to you. That's not natural. That's not normal. We have to change the status quo and realize who it is that we have met. You know, saying sometimes we have encounters with the Lord and we don't appreciate them. We don't appreciate them because we are looking at encounters that somebody else have had 
and somehow we think that those encounters are better and we, we become covetous, you know, of those encounters with this envy in us about those ones. We don't want what the Lord has given us. We want what they have. And saints, that's a problematic place to be in. It's not from the Spirit of God. It's really, it's not. You know, the Lord is preparing a table before you. He's preparing a table before your enemies. And it's because of the enemies that you have. It's because of the circumstances that you're going through. It's because of what it's called you to. It's because of your purpose. It's because of your path that your table looks the way that it does. Don't look over at somebody else's table and say, that's the table that I want. And focus on that and make that your prayer. Because you don't know what that person is going through. You don't know what, what circumstances that they are dealing with. You don't know what they need that particular table appreciate the table before you dine at what the lord puts before you trust him believe him that he knows what he's actually doing start being grateful start being grateful about what the lord is doing and that gratitude will begin to unlock more and more encounters it will take you from level of encounter to level to level you'll go to deeper places because of that gratitude but if you are still in covetousness you will remain at the same level and keep feeling like the lord has overlooked you and i can guarantee you friend the lord has not overlooked you he is doing incredible things in your lives but you are blinded by where you are looking you are looking elsewhere instead of looking at what the lord is actually doing in your life and you need to actually change that mindset and see what it is that it actually is doing. You know, for me, I encounter the Lord when I read the Word. You know, when I read the Word, I hear it. I hear it speak to me. And I read a scripture and somehow it rearranges itself into a sermon. It structures itself and I can hear the sermon that the Lord preaches over my heart. The Holy Spirit will preach it over my heart. And it feels like there was a preacher who came and visited me. And indeed, the Holy Spirit is my preacher. You know, and that's my encounter. That's my experience. That's what I, 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 how I encounter him. And I'm so grateful for that kind of experience. You know, and there are other people that I know who have visions, incredible visions and some even have visions of heaven they, they have visions of incredible spiritual things I don't have those things but I'm not gonna look at their experience and say well uh, you know Lord that's what it's all about and that's what I want and I, I forget to realize that the Lord is doing something special right here before me I'm gonna be encouraged by that and thank the Lord that is released such a thing to the body and thank the Lord that is doing such a thing in the body. But I'm not gonna get stuck on the fact that it's not happening through me. You know, that's so important, saints. We need to have a heart that is grateful for what the Lord is doing in us because the spirit of the Lord has been poured out on all flesh. It's been poured out on you, friend. It's been poured out on me. It's been poured out on everyone uh, and the saints can actually experience and express this on a regular basis. But we need to be focused on him, to see him in order to continually encounter the Lord. Be grateful, friend. Be grateful for what the Lord is actually doing in your life. And I can guarantee you, if you start to realize that the Lord is encountering you daily, if you start to see that the Lord is doing a marvelous work in your life, it is impossible for you to keep quiet about Him. Evangelism naturally flows from that place of encounter. You know, we're just going to wrap up uh, and come into a little bit of a time of worship and just thank him and just praise him and ask him for encounters. And maybe some of you might be saying, well, I, I want this encounter. I, I really do. I want to just experience him, but I have no idea what to do. You know, friend, 
just come with a desirous heart. Give the Lord your desirous heart and say, Lord, here I am. I want you. I desire you. I desire encounter. I desire to see you. Open my eyes. Forgive me of covetousness. Help me to focus on you, to have my gazes set on you, the author and perfecter of my faith. Ask for the Lord for that. You know, one of the things that limit us is that instead of bringing him a desirous heart, we actually come to him with needy hands. May he gaze on us today. And saints, I can assure you that he is gazing on you because he's attentive uh, and his eyes are on the righteous. You know, he, as he gazes on you today, may he see a desirous heart and not needy hands because the Lord will meet all your needs. He's going to meet them according to his riches and glory. He is going to meet them, friends. Uh, the, the, the Lord commands us and says, seek first the kingdom, you know, and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you the lord already knows your needs but come to him with a desirous heart and say lord today i'm not coming to ask for stuff today i'm not coming uh, for needs but i'm just coming to say i want you i'm just coming to say i want you i want you and i want to experience you i want to encounter you i want to be used by you i want to see myself as one of those people that is used by you say here i am and i can assure you that the Lord will honor that prayer because it is a prayer that is consistent with his will and maybe for some of you you know perhaps you are saying I, I can hear the words that you are saying but it feels very far for me it really feels extremely far and maybe that's because you are still in the guilt and shame of your sin you've not encountered him at that cross I can tell you this friend you can't encounter him at the closet if you've not encountered him at the cross you have to encounter him at the cross first and that unlocks uh, our perpetual and continual encounters with him you have to start by making him the Lord and the King over your life you can't start by just saying I want this blessing I want this I want that without here even being part of the family these are family things you need to be part of the family of God and you can be part of the family of God this day by just surrendering your, your life to him by just saying to him Lord I can't save me work can't save me my family can't save me my friends can't save me only you can save me so I surrender my life and I proclaim you as Lord over my life I declare I declare um, that I am no longer the same. I surrender and I ask you for forgiveness over all my sins in the mighty name of Jesus. It is the only name that you call to and you can be saved right here on earth. Call to him for your salvation and the Lord will actually save you. That's what you need to do. It's so important. And saints, if, if and friend, if you are one of those who prayed that prayer and you said you want to start a new life with the Lord, do let us know. Contact us uh, so that we may know and help you to walk right with the Lord. We really want to help you to continually encounter, you know, encounter him. You know, and I really feel that there are some of us who have been limited from encounter because we are so religious. The religious spirit is on us. And because of that religious spirit, we don't encounter as much as you sh we should. And saints, you know that you're religious if there are people you don't interact with because you're afraid of what people will say. You are afraid that people will think that you're not Christian if you interacted with certain people. You are afraid to go certain places because you are worried if you are seen there, what will people say about my Christianity? You don't go to next to the club 
because you're afraid of what people say. You don't go next to certain places where the Lord says, these are my treasure, right there in that club, right there where you don't want to go, amongst the smokers, amongst the drunkards, amongst the adulterers. The Lord is saying, those are my treasure. Those are the people I am encountering you to encounter. Those are the people I want to bring into the kingdom. And that religious spirit saints need to be broken over your life. You know, Jesus encountered a man. He encountered a man and healed him who had been uh, paralyzed for close to 40 years. And he said to him, get up, pick up your bed and walk. And this man obeyed Jesus and started walking around with his bed. The religious leader came to him and said, well, say, friend, you can't be walking around with a bed like this. You can't be carrying uh, on like this on the Sabbath day. This is not legal. You have to stop it. And he said, well, I can't stop because the person who healed me has given me this instruction. You know, friends, when you encounter Jesus, he breaks all religious protocol. So the religiousness in your life needs to be broken in the name of Jesus so that the Lord can use you mightily, so that the Lord can bring in people that he has ordained you to bring in, but you can't bring them in because you are you are shackled up by religion and I proclaim you free. May the Lord encounter you and may things begin to change in your life. May you be like one of those who carry their beds on their heads and when people ask you, why are you doing this? You say, because the one that I follow has given me instruction. Wouldn't that be amazing? You making a scene and breaking religious protocol because you want to see people saved. That's what the Lord wants to do in your life. You know, your gospel sharing must flow from the place of encounter. It has to flow from that place. And it's a sustainable place because regularly when you meet with him, when you fellowship with him, the gospel will continually flow. It will continually flow. It's amazing, saints, that the Lord wants you. You know, he really does. You might not be man's choice, but you are God's choice. He says, I choose you. Even if the world has not chosen you, I choose you. And friends, encountered people encounter people. Jesus encountered people and changed the whole world because he himself was a man of encounter. He said, I only do what I see my father doing. In other words, I'm having daily encounter in the heavenlies that you see, you don't see, that you know nothing about. And this that I'm doing here on the earth is an expression of that reality. And that has to become our story. And that's why I'm declaring it over myself. And I hope you will declare it over yourself as well. That I, Ruzani, am a man of encounter and I will change somebody's life. I'm going to change somebody's world by bringing the encounter of Jesus into that person's life. That's what's necessary. You know, that's really what's necessary. Some of us saints were very busy. You know, we're very busy in the church. We're very busy at work. We're very busy in family before this lockdown. We were really like Martha, running around everywhere, serving and doing all these things and not pausing to actually encounter him. Jesus would show up into our lives and we would not even notice because we're too busy preparing things that he had not requested. You know, and the Lord in this time of lockdown, in this time where we don't have a choice but to stay home, the Lord wants to encounter us. 
This is the time for us to have merry moments where we'll just sit at the feet of Jesus and see those bronze feet, you know, and just really be mesmerized even by his feet, where we will sit and hear his voice and hear him speaking mysteries, speaking things that are new, you know, really releasing a new thing into our lives. This is that season to sit at his feet and encounter him. It is not a season for us to passively uh, receive his word, for us to be passive about him. And you know, saints, we can see passivity in the way that things have been. You can see passivity if you listen to the word, but you are doing many other things at the same time. You can't really uh, spend time with him just uninterrupted and saying, I just want to spend time with him. You know, we need to make room for him. We need to make room because the Lord wants to encounter us. Let's pray and ask him and say, Lord, we want to encounter you and we invite you into our houses and to, into our lives. Let's pray like that as we end this particular message. Yeah, Father, we just pray and ask you for encounters in our households, for encounters in our families, for encounters daily, that as we read your word, we don't want it to just be another reading. We want it to be an encounter with you. We want it to be an experience with you. We want you, to, oh Lord, to be, oh Father, a thing that that changes us and causes us to be different people who actually change the lives of others, oh God. We proclaim that we are available to be used by you. We are available to be instruments in your hands. We are available, oh Father, to meet you daily and to go out there carrying you in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you, Father, that you would give us creative ideas that even in this season of lockdown, we would still encounter people, oh God. We would still bring your message and bring your light to this lost and dying world in the mighty name of jesus amen and amen you know just take more time even as this sermon actually ends and this stream ends take more time in your household why don't you just worship him why don't you just praise him and lift him high and continue to wrestle for encounter continue to ask him to 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 encounter you and to meet you and and to really to just meet your hunger lift up a desirous heart don't come to him just lifting needy hands. It's not the time for needy hands. It's the time for hungry and desirous heart. May the Lord meet you in that household today. Amen. Wow, what a powerful word. Thank you so much, Evangelist Ruzani. We are so, so enriched. And, and, and I'm believing God that we will experience God, that there will be encounters as a result of this message. And um, we, 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 we also want to give you an opportunity right now. You're watching. Maybe you have not given your life to Jesus or you want to do that. You want to experience Jesus. You want to encounter Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus is a real person and uh, you, you, you can encounter him. You can experience him, but you need to invite him into your heart. So I want to pray with you right now if you want to receive Jesus into your heart and you want to encounter him. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and I confess with my mouth. And I say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Wash away my sins. Right now, by faith, I receive you in my life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for you, everyone watching. 
this broadcast right now, I pray that the Lord will, will, will manifest himself to you. It is the will of Jesus that you experience him. Even if you know him already, you can encounter him in a new way. So Lord God, I just pray right now for every single one, everyone watching this broadcast, I ask for fresh encounters in the name of Jesus. Encounters that will lead to evangelism. Just like, like uh, Peter and Andrew encountered him and, and they became fishers of men. Lord God, let our encounters translate to discipleship. Let our encounters translate to evangelism. Let our encounters with you translate to changing the world around us. Thank you, Father. I give you praise and I give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us from this service. Um, we'll be here again next week, same time. Please talk to someone about this broadcast and feel free to share, share with, with your loved ones. And God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.